today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. He's not going to allow you in that trial to go beyond what you're able to bear up under. But now here's the key, and I wish it weren't so, if I could be so candid, (laughs) because he says it's with the trial, in the trial, vis-a-vis the trial, that he will also provide a way out and escape so that you are able to endure it. In other words, how am I going to get through this? Oh, by going through it. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of 2 Timothy. When you were a kid and got disciplined by your parents, you thought it was the end of the world. Looking back, though, you see the benefit of the discipline you received. Pastor J.D. will be teaching today that trials you experience now are to achieve a similar result. They're to get you to trust God for everything. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 2 Timothy chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Now, I know this is a silly illustration, but you'll get the point, I think. I gave you my only begotten son. What more do you want? It's up to you now. Take it from here. I did my part. Are you kidding me? That's impossible. That's not who God is, which is the second reason that whatever you're going through, you can be assured that God will see you through because of who He is. In verses 11 and 12. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of not just what Paul says, but perhaps more importantly, what Paul does not say here in these two verses. Notice in verse 12, he says, this is why I'm suffering, Timothy. I mean, he's not complaining or seeking pity. It's a badge of honor for him. But he's just simply explaining that this is why he's suffering. But then he tells Timothy this. He says he knows in whom he believes. Oh, interesting. Notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, I know in what I believe. He doesn't say that. He says, I know in whom I believe. Well, why are you making this distinction and emphasizing this? Because what you believe will never see you through. It's who you believe that will see you through. It's who God is. It's how good God is. 1 Corinthians 10.13. If you wouldn't mind, I'd like to encourage you to turn there as well in your Bibles. This is another game changer, for lack of a better way of saying it. And it's one that we quote, perhaps without even knowing it. In fact, we do it in a sort of a canned, cliche way. 
And it's usually this way, God will never give you more than you can handle. I mean, if you're anything like me, I, when I'm going through a trial and somebody says that to me, I don't warm up to that very well. You know, I know that. You know, easy for you to say, look at you, you're fine. But that's where it comes from, is this verse in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. This is what Paul says. He says, no trial. Some of your translations render it temptation. Same word in the original. And if you think about it, any temptation is a trial, and any trial is a temptation, right? Same word. No trial has overtaken you, seized you, that is not faced by others. Common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tried beyond what you are able to bear. But with the trial will also provide a way out so that you may be able to endure it. Okay, let's work through this. First of all, there's no trial no temptation in your life that God is going to allow that will be your end. He won't allow it. And by the way, that trial you're in, <laughs> oh, we have brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the ages that have gone through similar trials, and God has seen them through similar trials. Peter says, don't think it's some strange thing when it happens like, God, what are you doing? What are you talking about? What am I doing? Why are you doing this to me? No, no, I'm not doing anything to you. I'm doing this for you. Not to you. So first thing, no trial is going to overtake you and be the end of you. And here's why. It's because God is faithful. And He's not going to allow you in that trial to go beyond what you're able to bear up under. But now here's the key, and I wish it weren't so, if I could be so candid, <laughs> because He says it's with the trial, in the trial, vis-a-vis -vis the trial, that He will also provide a way out and escape so that you are able to endure it. In other words, how am I going to get through this? Oh, by going through it. What? Yeah, Lord. Oh, Lord, you promised you're going to see me through this. But that's not really our prayer. Oh, it sounds biblical and right and noble and good, right? But you know what we're really asking? Lord, we're not saying, get me through this. We're saying, Lord, get me out of this. Right? I'm not going to get you out of this. I'm going to get you through this. Because there are things that I want to teach you in and through what I'm allowing you to go through that you could not otherwise learn. You know what they call something that is sunshine all the time? Oh, happy day. I mean, no rain, just sunny day, blue sky. You know what they call that? A desert. 
a barren desert. Nothing's going to grow. If you've got a better one, let me know, please. But that's the best I got again. So, but think about it. How are we going to grow? If everything is just sunny and blue sky and great, our lives are barren. It's the storms of life, the trials of life. When we first moved to Hawaii, my wife, who was born and raised here, she kind of had to brief me on a few things. Well, not a few things, a lot of things. One of the things was learning how to pronounce the names of the streets, which I still cannot pronounce. Our GPSs don't do a better job anyway. That's <laughs> not funny. Yeah. <laughs> the like, like highway? No, it's not that. Anyway, I digress. But one of the things that she had to kind of brief me on and inform me about was concerning this plumeria tree that we had in our front yard. And in the winter, I'm looking at this tree and I'm thinking, the thing's dead. No, it's completely dead. I mean, the flowers that once bloomed on that thing, gone. There's not a leaf left. And those branches, I don't know why God, you know, maybe it's the fall, but those branches on a plumeria tree in the winter, do they not look dead to you? I'm thinking, it's dead. That's too bad, because I really like that tree. My wife said, it's not dead. Well, what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> just wait, you'll see. Well, that's the problem. I don't want to wait. <laughs> I hate to wait. And so do you too, so, right? We hate to wait. But here's what happens. During the winter when we think it's dead, nothing's happening. Oh, there's a lot happening. You know what's happening? The root system of those trees, this is true of palm trees and really all trees, that root system is digging down deeper and stronger so that when, not if, the spring storms hit. That's why you, I love palm trees. Oh, I love palm trees. Uh, where I come from on the mainland, no palm trees. Pine trees with snow. So I love palm trees. But you know, during a storm, those palm trees are bowed and bent, but they don't break because of the roots. The roots are strong, deep into the soil of the earth, so they can withstand. And by the way, isn't that a, a good posture in the midst of a storm? To bow before the Lord, humble yourself before the Lord. So let's establish this, that no trial is going to be your end. And the reason why no trial is going to be your end is because God in and through that trial is going to give you that which you need in order to make it through that trial. Namely, endurance, strength, perseverance. Oh, I wish it came a different way. You see those advertisements for this new medication on TV? They always play the hypnotic, melodic music as they list the side effects, which have you listened to those side effects? Oh my goodness. You know, death, internal bleeding, and I'm thinking, and I want to take this? 
But I, I wish there were a pill that you could take, a perseverance pill. You know, so here comes the child. Just take a perseverance pill and psh, I, can, I, can, I can do this. Doesn't work that way. You know how you're going to make it? You got to go through it. The strength that you need is in the trial that you're going through. That's how you're going to get through it. You'll be able to endure it, bear up under it. I think I would be grossly remiss if I were not to mention that this goes both ways, by the way. Let me explain. You know, we're quick to quote this in the context of adversity. God won't give you more than you can handle. Have you ever thought of it like God won't give you more prosperity than you can handle either? No, think about it. I mean, you know, God knows that that would not be good for you. And so when we pray, oh God, just let me win the lottery. Just one time I'll tithe off of the winnings. And God says, no, it ain't going to happen. Because if I were to allow you to win the lottery, it would destroy you. You've seen those shows where they follow up with people that have won the lottery. And without exception, their lives are completely destroyed. And almost without exception, they'll say something to the effect of, this was the worst thing that ever happened to me. My marriage is gone. My family's gone. My kids are gone. My life is gone. So it goes both ways. Now, why do I mention that? Because there's this safety mechanism, for lack of a better way of describing it, a safety mechanism in everything that God allows into our lives. Understand that God will never allow the enemy to do anything to us unless he first allows it and approves it. Some of you are kind of, uh, that, that kind of messed you up. Let me follow up on that. God will never allow the enemy to do it unless ultimately in the end it's for your good and his glory. Ask Job about that. You can ask Peter about it. Not just them, many others as well. But I think about Job. In the end, he did not curse God, but understand that Satan had to get permission before he could even touch one hair on Job's head. I think God has given Satan too much permission on the hairs on my head. <laughs> Just anyway, enough of my, my problems. But James chapter 1. We'll need to spend a little bit of time on this as well. I know this is probably going to come out wrong, but for a pastor to say something like, I hate this verse. I, a pastor should never say it, but I, well, I shouldn't say it like, I hate what this verse means and says. That's pretty much it. But James says, consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. <laughs> really? Consider, no, this is, this is a poor translation 
of the original. So you go to the original, thinking what it's supposed to say is, consider it pure hell, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> right? Whenever you face me. No, consider it pure joy. <laughs> Listen, if we're honest with ourselves, how many of us actually are overjoyed <laughs> when we face trials? Well, listen, God will never say anything unless He also packages it with the ability to do it. I mean, He can't. It's just not, it's inconsistent with who He is. So, and all Scripture is God-breathed, given for our instruction, reproof, rebuke. We, we hate that part. But how is it possible to consider it pure joy when you're facing this intense, fiery trial. How is that even possible? The answer is in verse 3. It's because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then he says this in verse 4, and the key word is let. The implication being that we fight it. We don't let it. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So here's the thing. God desires to do something in your life, through your life, with your life, but he can't yet. He first has to prepare you for that which he is preparing for you so that you can handle it. So, here comes the trial, because God needs to mature you. God needs to grow you. God needs to produce perseverance in you. God needs to test you and prove you, and sometimes He does it for you. And by that I mean you're in the midst of a trial and you're thinking, oh, this is it, you know, thanks for the memories, it's all over now. But what you didn't realize was is that God knew what you couldn't know unless you had gone through what you went through. And when you come out on the other side of it, you're going, oh, wow, God, I made it. I told you you would. Yeah, but wow. And then here's what happens. If I can make it through that, there's nothing I can't make it through. That's the point. I hope this isn't uncomfortable for you, but I'm just going to be very personal with you and by way of a testimony share this with you. When our daughter Noelle died, I have to say it was the most painful experience of my entire life. And I honestly, as God knows my heart, thought that <laughs> there's no way, there's no way we're going to make it through this. What I couldn't know was that God was actually preparing me for something that was just too high for my understanding, because His ways are 
higher than our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. God has something planned. You know what he had planned? This. This church. So here's what happens. I'm sitting there with my dying daughter. I got my Bible in one hand and my baby in the other. She was very tiny because of trisomy 18. My wife and I slept in shifts because she required round-the-clock care. So during my shift, which was the night till 4 a.m. shift, she would get up at 4, I would go to bed. Or no, I think it was the other way around. Anyway, it's all a blur now. But she required round-the-clock care. I just remember those nights when I was just crying out to God. And I mean, just thinking... Lord, we just planted the church. I had a business. I was working seven days a week, and that was my tent-making ministry, and that's how we paid the bills, and then I'm starting this church. And why, Lord? Oh, you'll see. And he gave me Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14, and I have hung on to those verses for dear life for the rest of my life. David writes, I would have lost heart, but I remain confident and convinced in this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then he talks to himself. That's that's good, by the way. Uh, Self-talk and talking to self, like in Psalm 42 and 43, which many believe are actually one song where David David is talking to him, giving himself a good talking to. You know, sometimes we have to give ourselves a good talking to. Sit down, boy. You need to talk. Oh, my soul, why be in such despair? For you will again have reason to praise the Lord. Sometimes you need to talk to yourself and remind yourself and tell yourself that. So, He gave me Psalm 27, 13, and 14, and here was the word, wait. Wait on the Lord. You'll see. You know how we say, just wait, you'll see. That's what Psalm 27, 13, and 14 were. Just wait, you'll see. Again, I don't want to wait. I want to see now. (laughs) Because we say, seeing is believing. But the problem is, it's the other way around. Believing is seeing. Just wait, you'll see. Oh Lord, I don't know, how are we going to, and the medical bills were coming in? How are we, there's no way, well there's a way, way, no way, 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 just wait, you'll see. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. If you haven't yet found a church home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family can be a source of support, comfort, and most importantly, faithful prayer warriors. Paul wrote the book of 2 Timothy with this in mind. He knew how important it was to have the support and prayers of other believers in Christ. Church is also a place you can serve and encourage others, too. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. 
You can find service times, directions, and more at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings as well as his Mideast prophecy updates and an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. You can also find Pastor J.D.'s ABCs of Salvation there. This is a great tool to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. Again, that website is inspiritandtruthradio.com. As we continue to study wisdom from the book of 2 Timothy with Pastor J.D., we hope you've been encouraged to live out your faith in a new way. The Bible holds information, encouragement, and instruction that will be beneficial to you on your faith journey. So keep diving in. Well, that's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time for more from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth. 